Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Active Quest, episode 49. Now, uh, <laughs> there's a couple things to note here. Oh, by the way, I'm your host, Joseph Yaden. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little scatterbrained right now. That, a bit that rusty. voice you heard, yeah, that voice you heard laughing over there is Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Hello. It's lovely to uh, be in your ear holes once again. This week. Jesus Christ. Um. All right. So, a couple things here. Uh, this is episode 49. Last week we recorded an episode 49, but Josh's computer, what, it exploded, <sighs> caught fire, yeah, it went kaboom. Bit. So, so his audio was lost. I wasn't even on that episode because I was traveling for my birthday and I, I ended up recording my own little separate thing, like just sort of a, a recap of the game awards and all that, but, uh, we're just, this is episode 49. Yeah. Sorry about that. Technical issues, holidays, family, it's just, it's just sickness. Crazy. Yeah, crazy sickness, right birthday, end of the year wrap-ups, game of the year, game of the decade stuff. It's just been nuts. So we appreciate your patience with that. Uh, Chris uh, Chris and I are going to be you know hosting today. Josh is out uh you know with his technical issues so hopefully he'll be back next week what did he say about that chris did he's, he say getting, he's getting a, getting new, a computer? new computer on december 27th so i don't think he'll be available next week but the the next uh, yeah we'll probably do like a game of the year episode or something in between then yeah but, yeah we can do that i mean and right now is not too busy with news and stuff anyway so yeah. right now is like the perfect time to do that so please bear with us while josh is out with his computer problems um what else okay so let's see here sorry i got the run of show pulled up thank you everybody for joining us by the way just trying to get through everything yeah. here i know we've been we've been out for a while um so first of all make sure you check us out on itunes stitcher tune in spotify google play uh you can follow us on twitter at active quest show We've got our shirts still, of course, on Teespring, and yep. we are proud to be a part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Um, so before we get started here, uh, we've got a giveaway we're doing on Twitter. Or, well, it's, it's I guess, on another website, but it's yeah. you, know, you can find it's it on, on Twitter. Gleam, and like, there's multiple ways you can enter uh, for your entries. So you yeah. can check out so, our Instagram, check out our iTunes page, you know, uh, things like that. 
and actually while we're on the topic i'm about to uh i'm about to put that giveaway as our pinned tweet at the top cool so you guys can find that there um what else okay so i'm actually doing a giveaway on my personal twitter as well i'm giving away a 60 dollar amazon gift card so you guys can jump over to my twitter page for all the details about that it's just at joseph yaden um what else chris uh, also i will be launching chapter select um actually you'll be able to check it out now it's probably live as soon as you're listening to this, so check that out. Oh, awesome. Also, I'll and be doing a giveaway for that as well. Um, uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's kind of like combo pack. Um, oh, cool. For VR, I'll be giving that out. Uh, I think you can play that non-VR as well now, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw an update about that. Yeah. Um, and remind everybody what Chapter Select is, Chris. Uh, chapter Select is a website focused on narrative in video games and movies um we will be focusing more on like adventure games or um story focused titles like uncharted or you, you know uh, last of us uh, basically the sony first party lineup all sorts of different games um and uh, we'll be covering that right there at chapter select.com uh, i also have a article um that tell that that, that kind of explains um how ocd um affects uh my gaming and my gaming habits and uh it it's it's an interesting article to to write and i hope you kind of like it you know kind of, kind of read it and find yeah it that's an interesting that's an interesting point um I, I haven't checked out your article yet but just coming at it from my perspective with ocd uh that's something that was really ingrained in my brain with trophy hunting and achievement hunting where it would influence what games i would play uh, there were certain games that had like broken trophies or broken achievements that you couldn't complete or ones that are just like really difficult or like impossible to get, you know, something like that. And that would influence what I would play. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what you have to say about OCD. Um, so a couple more things and then we'll get started here. We appreciate everybody's patience and uh, yeah, we just appreciate everybody listening as well. Um, so it's a little bit slow with the news right now, but there's still like no shortage of things to talk about. Um, so a couple other things, uh, to those who saw, who saw the new Star Wars movie, I hope you enjoyed it. From what I can tell, the, uh, the reception has been pretty mixed, I guess. Oh, lots of people liked it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it tonight. It. So I hope the force is with me. And I'll yeah, I do movie. too. Uh, what else? Uh, The Witcher show came out today on Netflix, so you guys can all stream that for your viewing pleasure. Again, I saw sort of mixed reception on that. Uh, there's a pretty awesome PlayStation Store sale going on, uh, with, it's like 1,500 games discounted, so there's probably something on there for you. Uh, same with the eShop sale, although there's not 1,500 games. It's a pretty good sale. There's quite a lot of games on there, though. Like, good quality stuff, not just that... You know, the crappy kind of indie titles that just get thrown in there. You know, like right. uh, Brain Simulator or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of THQ games on sale on the eShop. Uh, Square Enix published games. Uh, yeah. Bandai Namco published Mario games. Odyssey is still on sale, right? I don't know. Check. Yeah, well, ch- why don't you check that? Uh, what else? Uh, Nino Kuni, the remaster. I whatever, totally or- recommend that. Okay. Yeah, it's on and, sale. And uh, Nino Kuni is actually coming to Netflix on uh, yeah in January. There's going to be a film or something. Yeah, a, a film. Yeah. Series. Yep. Um, Epic Games has a great 
uh, sale going as well. Yeah. So there's just lots of lots of holiday stuff, lots of things to catch up on. And uh, Epic deals. Games as well on the Epic Game Store. You can use a ten dollar coupon all the on the already sale price. So I just got After Party for six US dollars, which is awesome. And that's the game where you get to go to hell and play, yeah. uh, out, try, try to outdrink Satan. Yeah, uh, from the same developers of Oxen Free, so that'd, that'd be really cool. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So <laughs> uh, now that we've gotten all of that housekeeping stuff out of the way, let's discuss what we're going to be talking about this episode. Um, so, like I said, it's been pretty slow in terms of the news, so nothing too groundbreaking or anything like that. Uh, so the Little Nightmares developer um, was purchased by THQ Nordic which doesn't surprise me at all that sounds like <laughs> sounds like something they would do um so we'll talk about that uh yeah we'll just quickly touch on uh, Resident Evil 7 sales and uh some interesting stats about the PSVR users for that uh this was kind of a, a bigger story the PlayStation controller is, is going to be getting a back button attachment that what you like fuck? plug into it so bizarre um what else the games with gold uh games were announced sorry josh we'll have to we'll have xbox, to try to xbox, be enthusiastic we'll have to try to be enthusiastic um and then the some new playstation now games were announced as well um we've got a couple listener questions now keep in mind the listener questions we have are from last week's show which was intended to be the original episode 49 since we didn't answer them We'll talk about them here. And actually, we don't have this on the news, but I don't know that we've talked about the official Resident Evil 3 announcement. No. Uh, so Let's I guess, do that. I mean, you know, yeah, so there's no news story on that, but we'll talk about that, I'm sure, as well. Um, I've been playing Skyrim again because why not? Uh, <laughs> Shovel Knight, King of Cards. And Chris, you've been playing a shit, t- a shit ton <laughs> yes, of stuff I have. as well. What have you, Over the last what two you weeks, uh, I bought and I've played Beat Saber. So I'll be uh, talking about that. Um, Avicii and Vector, we received a review code from Wired Productions. So I'll talk about that. Thank you, rhythm, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes. And it's really cool. Uh, it's a really cool rhythm game. So uh, I'll talk about that later. Um, I've been playing The Messenger on Xbox Game Pass. and uh, Dude, that game play. slaps. Yeah, it, game it really slaps. slaps. And I, 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 here's, here's something I regret from earlier. I said to you that I didn't like the music from The Messenger before. God, yeah. I was so fucking wrong, dude. Oh my god, the music's <laughs> so fucking good. Um, I played <laughs> Hellblade on Xbox Game Pass, and to be honest, I, I have a very different reaction to most people to that game, so I'll mention that later. And then The World Ends With You Final Remix. So That's the Switch go. version, right? Yes, the Switch version, yeah. Cool. Um, awesome. All right, well... Um, I think that pretty much covers all the preliminary stuff. So, oh, actually, hold on. The most important thing. Ah, it's back. Ah, it's come it's back. It's back. It's come back, yeah. I, I have missed drinking LaCroix while recording an episode here. And this is, of course, Blackberry Citrus. Let's see. Okay. Is it spicy? As always, very spicy. My tolerance is going up, though. It, it, it's not hitting like it normally does. <laughs> mm. All right, Chris. Why don't we get into some news here? Yeah. Let's go.
All right. First story. Let's do rapid fire news here. First story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, TA, this is, uh, I got a story here pulled from PlayStation Lifestyle, a little website you might have heard of. This is Brianna Reeves. THQ Nordic parent company Embracer Group acquires Little Nightmares developer. Um, yeah, let's just read through this. This is pretty interesting. Uh, it reads, quote, Embracer Group, parent company of THQ Nordic, is expanding its stable of studios with today's acquisition of uh, Ter- Terzier? Tarzier Studios, the team, studios, yeah. the team responsible for Little Nightmares. Included in the acquisition are Tarzier's intellectual properties, employees, and of course the studio itself. The purchase was finalized for SEK $88 million in cash, about $93.5 million U.S. dollars, and SEK, oh. <laughs> SEK $11 million, about... 11.7 million in u.s dollars in quote newly issued embracer b shares end quote in addition quote certain sellers who are still at terziers received a conditional earnout that's payable for the next decade huh uh, let's see. With this acquisition, Embracer Group is able to further build upon its hold in the Swedish market. This also allows the company to, quote, establish a platform in Malmo, which provides early initiatives to a hub of game development studios for Terzier, 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 I don't know. And <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at pronouncing things the embracer acquisition means to support its growth in the future naturally the studio will be able to take advantage of embracers quote network and expert expertise according to the latter company statement on the matter um let's see uh we'll skip around T- uh, terzier's current project is little nightmares 2 a sequel to 2017's highly acclaimed puzzle platforming adventure which by the way is on sale right now on the eShop for the Switch, so if you haven't played that, yeah, you need to grab it's it. It's awesome. If you, if you're a fan of survival horror, it's a must get. And I think it's like, like ten bucks, so which is totally worth get it, it. Get it, Joseph. You, no, you I got it. I got it. I got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Let's finish out here. The studio announced the newly en- uh, the new entry during its this year's Gamescom, promising a 2020 release window for PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC platforms. End quote. Um, yeah. Not, I mean, not, nothing too wild here. Is there anything that stands out to you on this story, Chris? Ninety million, though. That's a lot of money for a, a small studio like this. I guess. Is it? I don't know. I mean, uh, if you just say ninety million, yeah, that's a lot of money. Holy shit! But for a studio, I don't know if that's a lot. Is it? Sounds. I know, it depends on the size of the studio, but I guess like THQ Nordic wants to get a, a stable of uh, European developers within its grasp, right? Yeah, um, and Tarsio's uh, actually helped Sony in the past before with Tearaway Unfolded, uh, Little Big Planet Vita. Um, Interesting. They also just developed the Nintendo exclusive, The Stretchers, which actually seems re- like a really fun game. Um, so I don't know. I I hope th- this this is a good sign for Little Nightmares too as well. You know, like I I'm excited for that game after playing the first one, and uh, apparently it's bigger, uh, has a a few more action elements to it so maybe thq nordic is seeing uh, a lot of potential from tarsia right and you know we make fun of thq nordic a lot because they just acquire everything i'm sure you guys have heard what the fuck is happening with thq nordic yeah the latest thq nordic chronicles but clearly they have money so this can i think only help the the little nightmares 2 development so yeah that'll be cool um I haven't played Little Nightmares, but Chris uh, has raved about it, and I've heard a lot of good things, so I'll be jumping into that, and then hopefully be excited for Little Nightmares too. 
Um, all right, I just wanted to give a shout out here because I'm such a big Resident Evil fan. Resident Evil Seven hit seven million uh, in worldwide sales, which is really impressive. And one million of those, uh, well, let's see, one million players have been using the VR component for PSVR, so that's pretty cool. I think that's impressive, um, especially for you know VR being such like I guess a niche platform. You know, that's a big attach rate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and man, that was the first PSVR game I played. Actually, that's I think the first VR game I ever played. Uh, and what a way, what a way to start my PSVR journey with that game. I mean, that game pretty much kicks you in the balls like within the next, you know, the first 20, 30 minutes of it. And I was just horrified. And I remember there's this section. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. There's this section where uh, you're facing off against Mia at the beginning of it, and you can like see her in the distance or maybe oh god or maybe she's around a corner or something i can't remember but basically i was i remember just standing there like i don't want to move and i was playing with my, my <laughs> friend he was with me and he was like dude you have to move forward you can't progress in the game no, unless no, you go no. forward and i'm like i can't <laughs> like i can't i can't i can't so i don't know uh that i would be as terrified of it now since i've played that game so many times but at the time it like blew me away and i know that's like a sort of cliche thing to say but uh it's really special that game in or out of vr um chris have you played resident evil 7 uh, i have played resident evil 7 and i loved it it's the it's the game that really got me into the series actually um so yeah that got, I, I love resident evil 7 and uh, i might play it in vr at some point highly um, recommend I, I can i can imagine her like stabbing you in front of you would be horrifying oh my god but i do i i, I do remember actually playing resident evil 7 at uh with a friend's playstation vr like a few years ago yeah and i i still remember it like <laughs> as if it's like a something i've experienced you know what i mean yeah like, I so do. yeah like that's uh that game where you're stuck in the room against someone else and you have to guess uh, and uh, you have to play a card game right or you you die basically right uh, so oh um i remember that keep talking and nobody explodes that one is that the oh one? no no that was no that was actually in resident evil 7 oh, like oh. A little mini game thing oh that's right okay i see what you're saying sorry i thought you were talking about something else anyway yeah definitely terrifying oh and i just wanted to give a shout out to chandler wood at playstation lifestyle he told me that he the first time he played resident evil 7 he played it in one sitting all in psvr wow which is How like can you do that wouldn't that be like really tiring uh that's what i said and he's he said it was fine so he wow, is okay he is uh he is he's an immortal man i guess i don't know <laughs> um anyway speaking of playstation related stuff let's get into this interesting back button story uh so this happened earlier this week and it just sort of popped up it was i guess the big story of the day um let's see i've got a story pulled from game informer this is brian she which by the by the way brian is awesome he's like one of the nicest guys so if you don't follow him on twitter already please do really really nice guy at game informer um all right so this is from game informer headline is playstation announces dualshock 4 back button attachment it reads quote for years competitive gamers have used paddles on the backs of their controllers to give them the edge in matches from scuff's gaming line of premium game pads to the first party xbox one elite controllers we've seen these paddles appear on several high-end controllers today sony announced a new attachment that grants similar functionality to its standard dualshock 4 controllers 
the PlayStation back button attachment, that's what it's called, uh, slides into the bottom of your DualShock 4 and can map up to 16 different buttons for, uh, 16 different buttons. For example, if you want the back button to act as a shortcut for triangle, while the left back button is a shortcut for R1, you can map it as such. The back button attachment features an OLED screen that shows, that shows you what each button is mapped to. You can save three profiles to the back button attachment, so you can swap between configurations for games you play the most on the fly. It also features a headset pass-through, so you can still use a 3.5mm headset with the peripheral. Uh, the PlayStation back button attachment launches on January 23rd and retails for $30. So, okay, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, so for one, I don't really love the name, because it... It, I don't know that the, the name doesn't really describe what it does. Like it, it's basically like a mappable button, uh, you know, attachment. But but the name is back button. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like essentially, it's like a like a watered down version of an Xbox Elite controller. You know, so, that, so that's kind of funny. And then the other thing is, it just looks goofy. One <laughs> one guy said it looks like it looks like a person was turtle heading. Like a, like a, <laughs> like they, like it looks like a, like a turd turtle heading. I don't know. It's stupid. Um, I don't know. Um, it's only 30 bucks. So, I mean, in terms of the price, it's certainly less expensive than an elite controller. One of those really expensive mappable button, uh, controllers. But Chris, what do you make this of this? This is for a very specific audience, you know, um, for fighting game players, perhaps, or, um, fps gamers that, that are taking their gaming seriously then uh i think this might be the way to go i think it looks super flash the oled screen looks really nice um and perhaps this is uh some an indicator of what's coming in the future you know uh back buttons for the next uh dual shock or um i don't know some some integration uh for the playstation 5 yeah i wonder if this thing will work for ps5 because it seems kind of weird to announce it now i mean it's coming out the same year a ps5 the, you know the ps5 is coming out so like any new hardware for the ps4 now seems weird unless it's gonna work with the ps5 which uh, i feel like is pretty likely yeah, yeah. so and I also know. i think this is the timing I seems think this odd. is taking some cues from the steam controller as well you know uh more and sure. uh yeah. You know, th this might give more accessibility to gamers. Uh, some people have tr problems with uh, using their hands, right? So uh, this might help them out. Yeah. Yeah. I just think the marketing is weird. Yeah, and back, the name of it buttons. just doesn't it's match. It's not even a singular thing. It's like there's two buttons there. <laughs> right. Back buttons. Huh. Very strange. Um, anyway, I might grab one. Just, I mean, it's only 30 bucks. I, so, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. Um, okay, moving on here. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is pretty popular, Chris. Uh, it's it, it sold uh, five point five million units worldwide, or I guess shipped. Yeah. And this is combined uh, physical and digital sales. I actually wrote this story up uh, for PlayStation Lifestyle. Very interesting. It came out in twenty seventeen yeah. in Japan for for three DS, PS four. Came out the year following. Uh, worldwide and then it just recently saw a switch release earlier this year 
Um, I seem to recall you having a big problem with the game's music. Yes, um, I Chris? also I just found the characters really annoying as well, and the story not just not that interesting. Uh, as opposed to like eight, where I found the story really interesting, and I found the characters like uh, super amusing and likable. So I I just I I don't get the love for this game, but you know, um, it, it's it's cool that a JRPG series like this that has failed to sell in anywhere near this much is doing well um worldwide um i also think it's that switch money you know um nintendo has been publicizing this game every single direct it seems like right so i find that it's no surprise that it's sold this much and um you know having a big rpg like this on the go is cool um but i also think that 10 hour demo really helped a lot i i think um, having the game, having that much of a game, the game being playable, maybe made people get like attached to it, and then they realize, oh shit, I have to buy this game now. Yeah, and your progress carried over from the demo too. So yeah, um, I'm with you. I never played Dragon Quest, so I have no personal attachment to it. But that's really cool. Yeah, that these JRPGs are gaining more popularity outside of Japan. Uh, things like Persona yeah. and these other like weird JRPGs that you wouldn't expect to do well. I swear, if Persona now, 5 gets so, announced yeah. for the Switch, expect that sales number of Persona 5 doubling. <laughs> you know, like oh, yeah. I don't know how I mean, that hasn't happened yet. I find that crazy. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's so interesting. You could literally release like I don't need, like just the shittiest shittiest game, the most broken shittiest game. And it'll sell on Switch. Like, I just... So weird. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. A couple more stories here. Let's go through the new Games with Gold games. This lineup's actually pretty decent. At least it's a lot better than last month's. Um, so, what do we have here? We've got... Uh, from January 1 through January 31, this is Xbox One. Uh, Sticks. That's S-T-Y-X. Uh, Shards of Darkness. Uh, then you can also get from January 16th through February 15th, uh, Batman the Telltale series, that's season one. And then, uh, yeah, uh, technical issues aside, I think it's pretty good, yeah. Um, and then the Xbox 360 games, Tekken 6, January 1 through January 15, and Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy, I guess in honor of uh, Rise of Skywalker, that's uh, January 16th through January 31st. Uh, let's see. And with, let's see, the total value is $64.96, and you can get 4,000 <laughs> gamer score. So for those of you who care about that, uh, yeah. I mean, not, nothing too stand out here. Batman's That's, yeah, that's the biggest one, and, one I think. You know, people... I, honestly, I love that series. Yeah. I love their unique take on the Batman formula where they have um, his parents uh, being actually corrupt and he has to deal with that. And it's more it's more focused on Bruce Wayne than Batman. So if you like the sound of that, download it and play it. It's a fucking an awesome series. I think that's the best thing Telltale's done, perhaps. Um, Sticks. Yeah. I've actually and, heard... And there's a season uh, yeah, two. Yeah. Uh, the Enemy of Vin. I also recommend that. So, yeah, both, both of those seasons are fantastic. I hope it continues on. Um, Sticks, Shards of Darkness, I've heard really good things from. Um, uh, I think it's like a spin-off of a series they've done. And uh, I, I, honestly, it's, it's been surprisingly well 
received so there's that um i've always loved tekken games so you know having any tekken game on xbox or uh for free you know it's great and then um i i find lego star wars 2 a bit weird uh, i know it's the uh, rise of skywalker but they're gonna have the whole collection out soon uh from the lego star wars series so i don't know why that's there anyway uh good lists but uh huh. yeah the yeah the the ps plus games and games of gold games are always peculiar i think in terms of like you know promoting the upcoming version because sometimes you know it makes total sense like uh you know neo the first neo on playstation plus being free to promote neo too fair enough but yeah in this case it's a little weird but and they also gave tekken 6 for solid list tekken 7 if i remember correctly on xbox oh that's right huh that's an interesting promotion there too um on the topic of you know new games added to a, a service uh we've got the new playstation now games so uh, these You're are available great. yeah yeah great yeah these are available until february or sorry april 7th of 2020 and these are some notable games um we've got uh let's see horizon zero yep. dawn which is great and that's uh, and these start january 2nd by the way of 2020 horizon awesome. zero dawn uncharted lost legacy overcooked 2 so those are some good games here um let's see the horizon zero dawn bundle it comes with the frozen wilds expansion and additional in-game content so that's pretty cool um and then it looks like the service has now uh over 800 games ranging from ps2 ps3 ps4 um and you can do that for 60 where are those ps1 games Um, come on where are they yeah, it's, re- it's so strange, man. You could do PS1 games on the PS3 and on the Vita, so I just don't get it. I do not understand. And um, this is interesting, too, because this is sort of their new crack at this uh, PlayStation Now service where they've got these rotating games, which I, a part of me likes it from a marketing perspective, but the other part of me doesn't like. Like, if I'm actually going to you know jump on board, I would, you know, I kind of wish these games were there permanently. Um, and then you can still grab December's lineup of games, which are PUBG, Wolfenstein, The Old Blood, and Formula One 2019. Um, and you can catch up on Persona 5, Middle Earth, Shadow of War. Good luck with that. You're not going to finish Persona 5 by that time. (laughs) Good luck. No, probably not. Actually, I think it's on sale right now as part of that, uh, playstation store deals you know the holiday sale we've got but, going on so you can just here's you can the just thing if, if like... you're playing on pc then you're probably screwed <laughs> if you want to keep your persona 5 progress but um for uh ps4 you could just download it to your system right so you could probably do that and then get an actual copy of the game so yeah i want and I, do you know how this works like say you uh you play a game through playstation now and then it goes away, and then you end up buying it. Does your save carry Not over? No, if you're streaming, you know? it, I don't think. If you're streaming it, it doesn't well, yeah. save. But if oh. you're saving it to your system, then yes. Yeah. If you download it, okay, I guess that makes sense. Cool. So yeah, they're making it more enticing. I think it'll play a bigger part with the PS5. Yeah. So 
That'll be interesting to see. Um, cool. So, man, in record time, that's it for the news. Like I said, it's been a little bit slower. Everybody's relaxing for the holidays. I'm traveling again for the for and the Josh, holidays. Josh isn't so talking about Xbox, you know, so... <laughs> We were able to. We oh, that's true. To, yeah, usually uh, squeeze the time a bit more. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding, Josh. I Josh, love you. if you're listening, love we you. love you. We love you. Just taking the piss. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's do a little break here. We'll come back, answer some questions, and talk about a little shovel knight and the messenger. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, and we are back. Uh, Chris, why don't we do some questions here from our lovely listeners? Why I would love to do that. <laughs> um, remember, you can always reach us. Uh, I mean, there are various ways to do so. You can get at us uh, on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow. Um, you can contact us via email, of course, which is uh, at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. And every Wednesday, or most Wednesdays, like I said, this week has been wild, so we didn't post our usual thread, uh, but most Wednesdays you can you can look out for our thread for the next week where you can ask us any questions related to what we're talking about or not you can ask us you know what our favorite Pokemon is or if we like the new Star Wars movie anything like that so please get a hold of us um all right first question here and this is in reference to Resident Evil 3 actually both questions here are in reference to Resident Evil 3 um actually why don't we do Chris's (laughs) question first because his is like directly related to Resident Evil 3. Okay. Um, Chris Souza, which friend of the show, we had him on uh, earlier this year, maybe it was last year, to talk about uh, Pixel River, which is his PR company he runs. Please support Chris. He's fucking awesome. He's awesome. Um, really, really nice guy. And he is really good at Resident Evil 2. He does speed runs uh, every Wednesday on yeah. Twitch. So make sure you give him a follow. Um, Souza asks, do you think Carlos will have his own campaign in Resident Evil 3? So Carlos is a uh, one of the characters from the original Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Uh, as you guys know, they announced Resident Evil 3 Remake, which is coming out April 3rd, which I cannot wait for. I wish I could cryogenically freeze myself to, to <laughs> not have to wait like in South Park. Um, do I think Carlos will have his own campaign? Okay, so if you would have asked me this prior to the official announcement, I would have said no, just because... I, I don't think Chris, uh, Carlos had his own campaign in the original Resident Evil 3. I think it was just Jill, right? Is, is that right? Do you know, Chris? I have no idea. I'm not the Resident Evil guy. I don't think I, I, I don't think I don't think he did, he does. Um but now that we know that this one's like doing things a little bit differently with the tie-in to uh, Resident Evil Resistance, which is the like online component, I think it actually could be possible and there was this story that went up recently that said basically that there are going to be a lot of changes or a lot more changes uh in resident evil 3 than you know the difference between resident evil 2 and the original were uh or the original uh resident evil 2 so i think it's possible uh and to your point a couple weeks ago chris where you mentioned having like a vr mode something like that again yeah I think it's possible now, now that they're changing so much with Resident Evil 3. Um, do I think so? I'm still leaning towards no, but I think it's highly more likely now, especially with all these Honestly, you know, changes. from the marketing materials we've seen so far, I think he will. Uh, just because he's on right on the front cover, he's the same size as Jill on, on the front cover. So I think, yes, we will see a campaign from Carlos. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited. Um 
It was funny. However, th- yeah. there was a there was a story actually that there were less trophies in uh, Resident Evil Three than Resident Evil Two, so it might just be one campaign actually. So we'll see. Yeah, I did see that today. I don't know how that ties in. Um, and speaking of trophies, by the way, uh, they updated Resident Evil Two recently. So a couple oh. things to note for that. So for one, they added a new trophy called Chasing Jill, and it basically ties Resident Evil 2 to Resident Evil 3, just very oh. slightly. It's very minimal. You you wouldn't even notice it, really. But essentially what the trophy is is you have to find this letter left to you by Jill in the gun shop in Leon's campaign. Leon's That's A so campaign. That's so fucking cool. So you read it, and it's like, you know, it's this letter written from Jill. I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, yeah, go try that. The other thing, this is really fascinating as well. They re-released the one-shot demo, but it's not called one-shot demo anymore. I think it's called RPD demo, and it's not time this time, uh, whereas in the, you know, the one-shot demo, you only had like 30 minutes to play through it. But anyway, in the demo itself, uh, you could hear Nemesis screaming. And he said, <laughs> yeah and he says he screams stars the uh, the word stars he screams it so yeah. uh look up some videos i think i did a write-up for it at playstation lifestyle you can check that out too so yeah really awesome how they're like i mean that's that's the power of like these games releasing uh you know in, in the era where the internet is so prevalent right like they can go back and add this kind of stuff so really cool uh yeah i think carlos might have his own campaign i think you're right chris um what were you saying other... before that i interrupted oh I, oh I don't know i lost my train of thought okay uh, <laughs> it's fine um all right next question here this is from grayson morales of course features editor at twinfinite friend of the show as well we've had him on a couple times i believe um he asks are there any other horror games that you guys would like to see get a remake uh, so the one that immediately comes to mind and I'm, you know, keeping with Capcom, of course, is Dino Crisis. And there was actually a story earlier this week that Capcom, uh, re-upped their trademark for Dino Crisis. Uh, and so that, you know, has a lot of people thinking that could be a thing. Uh, the other one that comes to mind is Silent Hill, which I don't think we'll see just because Konami sucks. <laughs> um... But Chris, any other horror games that come to mind for you? I'm not a big horror guy, but I think one interesting horror game that I've heard of is Eternal Darkness. I would love to see something like that that kind of messes around with your um, sense uh, disbelief, or you know, sense of disbelief, or, or well, yeah, belief. and then and it... uh, just like uh, <laughs> on your screen, it kind of like says volume up, volume down, and does weird shit like that. So yeah. they're trying to kind of tricks you. Like at one point there was like a blue screen that shows up in the game. So I don't know. It'd be cool. Yeah, that game's interesting because it really messes with your mind and it's you have this like insanity meter that you have to keep in check or else you go crazy. Um and uh that's that's very I think like Metal Gear Solid too, like where it's like mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it kind of messes like you think the game is messed up. It actually did that in Arkham Asylum as well. In, during one of the uh, scarecrow sections so yes yeah i remember that. yeah really really, cool. really interesting um so yeah those are i think i mean we've gotten a lot of these horror games that we that we love so much and maybe you know just not maybe not horror games as well like just mm-hmm. regular their shooters and stuff like that i'll but, mention yeah. this too 
Resident Evil 4. I, I honestly think there should be a remake of that. Yeah. Because I tried to go back to that game and experience it, and I honestly, it feels super old, and um, yeah. I, I think the controls just feel a bit wonky nowadays. I don't know, but it, I just it just didn't grab me, and I stopped playing. Yeah. So if they could make a remake of that, you know, because it's supposed to be this awesome game, then um, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that, and I don't think Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 2, and I guess now 3, are doing Resident Evil 4 any favors because pre all of those games I just mentioned, Resident Evil 4 felt awesome to play. But now that we have these, you know, fantastic games like Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 7, it's just so hard to go back to Resident Evil 4. You know, the controls are uh, better than in the first game, I guess, but still a little wonky. It doesn't look as good. It's very campy. It's a lot more action-oriented, less focused on It's very dark as well. There's not a lot of color to it. pretty dull yeah. to look at. So, yeah, exactly. yeah, I don't know, like, I, I think I think it's quite possible actually, because, yeah. you know, we have Resident Evil 5, I don't think that's going to be touched because it's HD. Resident Evil 6 can just stay the hell away. Um, oh my god. So Man, I think I, 4 is just the last one to do, and I think right. they'll do it. Dude, I played Resident Evil 6 for the first time recently, Oof. and my god, it is not good. <laughs> it's <just> like... <laughs> It's like unbelievable how much of a turnaround Capcom made with that. I mean, so the uh, seven I think was the uh, the next one that came out after that, right? Or, or am I wrong? Maybe it was that Operation Raccoon City. I don't know. Either I think way. there was a bunch of Resident Evil Revelations games that made oh, that's realize right. that oh shit, we can actually do traditional Resident Evil in their modern way. Right, so, but yeah. my God, six is not good. It's no. so. I've heard people say, I know we're going off on a tangent here, but we're, you know, we got through the news quickly, so it's okay. Uh, um, it, I've heard people say, like, okay, Resident Evil 6 is a fine game. It's not a good Resident Evil game. Sort of like Metal Gear Solid Phantom yeah. Pain, where yeah. people say it's a good game, not a good Resident Evil game. Or, sorry, a good game, not a good Metal Gear Solid game. But I don't even actually think it's that great of a game, like, outside of the context of the Resident Evil name mm-hmm. on it. Like, I, okay. it's just, it, I. I don't know, man. It just doesn't even feel like a Resident Evil game. It's just, it's fine. The voice it was, acting is bad. I yeah, it was during that. It was during that weird era in Japanese game development where, like, they didn't really know their identity anymore, and now they can. Now they kind of, they've kind of figured out um, HD development, so we're getting better yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I think four could definitely use a, a remake treatment. Um, okay, Chris. Why don't mm-hmm. we get into what we've been playing here? Okay. Um, I already mentioned Resident Evil 2 uh, with that trophy. I actually did a little guide for it for PlayStation cool. Lifestyle, which you guys can check out. So I pop, popped pop, back pop. in. Yeah, I popped back in to get that trophy, um, and now I have 100% again for the trophy. So it was just driving me crazy because there's <laughs> one trophy, and it knocked down my percentage to like 98%. So anyhow. Did that, that. Is it that OCD thing? Okay. It is, that we mentioned before. Very, yeah. Yeah, good, tying that back. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> so I tweeted out just this funny little thing. I said, uh, me, and then it was, you know, oh, I have to play all these games uh, that I that I missed out on earlier this year that I need to catch up on. And then I said, also me. Hey, Skyrim's on sale for 30 bucks <laughs> on the eShop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what it... What it was is I finished Witcher on Switch, the Switcher, and I still wanted more, like, open-world RPG, right? 
and there isn't really a whole lot of that on switch mm. uh like you know ac- sort of action rpg open world quests that kind of thing and yeah i've just been playing skyrim i mean what more can you say you know what's funny though is there are a couple uh nintendo exclusive features there so you get a bunch of zelda content there well not a bunch i guess but a handful you can get the master sword the hyrule shield and the champion's tunic uh and i think maybe a couple other things with the amiibo so that's kind of interesting but yeah i've just been, i've just been playing it like very meticulously i'm not like you know, blasting through it, playing it very slowly, doing all the stuff on the map. And I actually think Skyrim still pretty much holds up. It's it, janky, it definitely it's holds old. Up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't look good at all. Like, it definitely looks like a PS3 game. But, man, that game is important, whether you like it or not. So, yeah, that's that's one I've been playing. Um, The other one, shout out to Yacht Club Games with their Shovel Knight King of Cards expansion, <laughs> man. Hey, no. Nope. Nope. You're wrong. Uh, if... If you like The Messenger, which I know you're going to talk about here, I definitely think you need to give Shovel Knight another try because <laughs> it is fantastic. The music is incredible. The visuals are great. The The sort of attention to the retro callbacks tied in with the, the, the modernizations, I think, are just fantastic. And, I mean, shout out to that developer for sticking to their... Uh, their sort of vision and their their um, you know plans for that game you know all of those backers mm. that that mm. they had to hey all those backers <laughs> that they had to to you know accommodate and the stretch goals and everything I mean you have to keep in mind this game was announced in or I think it released in 2013 2014 somewhere in there 20, yeah somewhere around there and they had all these stretch goals that they that they had to meet. And it's a small team, you know, and they just now, like six years later, seven years later, got to their last stretch goal. So uh, I don't know if we'll see like a Shovel Knight 2 or if we'll see like something totally different. I hope it's something different because I imagine that team wants to, you know, work on something else. But yeah, shout out to that game. Shout out to that game. Shout out to that developer. Shovel Knight's awesome. Don't listen to Chris. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm sorry if I'm. I'm coming across that way, but to me, there's just been a, so much oversaturation of Shovel Knight. Like we've seen him in so many games, you know, um, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Brawlhalla, bloody Yacht Club. Oh, no, what was it? Uh, what was it called? Uh, Ukulele. Uh, yeah. Like, and then that new side spin-off game, and then all these expansions and the fighting game. It's, it's just way too much Shovel Knight. Um, I love the original game, um, but I feel like whenever I go back to it, you know, you, you're seeing the same locations over and over again. And I don't know, it's just I'm, I'm just completely turned off the series. Yeah, that's fair. I, I I get your point, and it does seem like there's a lot. And I guess yeah, there is a lot. Uh, but from like a developmental point of view and from, you know, making sure that they make good by their fans and, and do everything yeah, they great. said they were going to do. It, it mm-hmm. just has taken this long because they're a small studio. So from that point of view, I think that's awesome, but fair point. I'm with you. It's been yeah, a lot it's, of trouble. It's still night. a fantastic game. It's awesome. Um, and yeah. I'll probably play it again at some point, but it's just, I don't know. It's just too much, a bit too much for me. Well, Chris, why don't you then tell us about what you've been playing and some stuff sure. you've been enjoying recently? So yeah, I I uh, picked up Beat Saber uh, for my PlayStation VR headset. I'm so happy with it. Um, 
<laughs> but so I got some PlayStation Move controllers for cheap, and I started playing. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. It's much more difficult than I thought it would be. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's really tough how, how to synchronize like the sword slashes to down or up or left or right, right? Because sometimes they switch it on you and switch the blocks like last minute. <laughs> it's super tough, but you get a proper workout from this thing. Um, yeah. So just 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 to explain, I guess if you've never heard of Beat Saber before, it's kind of like Guitar Hero, but with lightsabers. And, uh, <laughs> right. I love and, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's basically Jedi training. You're slashing things that are coming towards you. You're um, bending down. You're um, moving side to side, and it's super immersive. It's uh, I love the music in it so far. Um, it's all licensed tracks, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, and there's also, I also bought like Imagine Dragons and uh, another track uh, from this uh, this uh, what's it called this record label called Monster Cat, and uh, they, they, they've made, been putting out some great stuff. I know Green Day just went on there too. Right. Um. Yeah, like I, I am enjoying the game, but I think it's just a little bit difficult to transition from being a beginner to to the game i i'd know like i'm i i play a lot of rhythm games but i think like people that aren't as savvy to rhythm games might be having a bit of a tough time with this one um hmm. also I, I feel like the menu navigation is pretty shoddy um i had the hardest time just trying to back out to the main menu like i couldn't figure it out until i looked it up on google <laughs> and even then Jesus. it's like so subtle <laughs> yeah you shouldn't have to google how to navigate no, the menus exactly right so there's a few things there uh that were problematic with beat saber but overall i've been really enjoying my time and it is so badass to hold these kind of like sabers and um feel the vibration coming from them as you're swinging around and <laughs> um, do you have but to be careful the... be careful of your surroundings though because you could hit yeah. some stuff so make sure um, it's a very open area uh, where you can put your arms uh, straight out um, by si- by the sides of you, and you can move around. You know, it goes, yeah. Uh, do you have to use the move controllers to play? Yes, you do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, what else? Uh, Last Labyrinth. It, I, I played a demo of it, and basically, this is I, I think this is from the same creators of like uh, Last Guardian. Uh, the uh, is it called Last Guardian? Yeah. Um, Ico, that kind of stuff. It oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Last Guardian. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's kind of like an escape room game where you're in these chains and you're helping this little girl um, solve puzzles around the room. And you have to, um, it's very simple. You don't have to do too much. Um, you're um, sat in this room and you have to uh, look at certain objects and then you have to confirm with her um, if you want her to interact with the object, but you have to nod your head or. Uh, shake your head interesting and sometimes that can get annoying though you have to nod your head a lot of times and you have to do it very um uh, you have to put a lot of effort into the nods and the (laughs) and the shakes shaking off your Uh, head right aggressive nodding yes you have to be very aggressive um so that can be tiring very quick um but I, I love the general atmosphere of the game. Um, you definitely get those Ico vibes from it. Um, and I don't know Did if you... I'll be picking up picking it up. But uh, yeah, the demo was very interesting to play. Hmm. 
Uh, cool. Uh, let's move on, Chris. What else have you got here? Yeah, Avicii. Uh, I don't know if that's the how you say it. I think Avicii so. Avicii Invector. Yeah. Um, and I got review code from Wired Productions. Uh, basically, this is a, another rhythm game, but it's uh, based on the musical works of Avicii, um, who has uh, unfortunately passed away recently. Um, so you're in this really cool kind of like space um, setting and you're in the spaceship where you're moving around um, the waves of music and um, it's it's super cool because like there's different rotating kind of like levels of the music so you have to rotate your ship over and over uh, there's some great visuals to this game and I, I love the music dude every single track has been a banger so far that's awesome. So, what kind of music is it though? Like, I've never heard of a beach. It's it's kind of like pop, but uh, it's kind of like techno kind of music, you know? Um, that okay. Kind of stuff. Gotcha. It, it's it's really cool, and um, it's yeah. I, I'm gonna be listening to this on my cue minutes from now on because the music's so great. Uh, I think there's some unique mu- mixes in this in this game, and uh, it has it has a, quite a lot of personality to it actually because it has this like central story. It's very basic. But it's it's very very cute and funny, <laughs> so um, yeah, I I've been really liking Avicii Invector so far. I'll be playing it more uh, next week. But I also I also like that Invect Avicii Invector kind of changes the music formats like throughout the songs, so it doesn't feel stale. So I I also like to mention that too. Cool. Um, all right, why don't you keep moving on? Yeah, the the messenger uh, that I was able to play on Xbox Game Pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, it never gets old. Uh, I yeah, this game's fantastic, and I, I wish I played it sooner. Uh, you play as this kind of like ninja kind of character who ends up having to send this message to a faraway place. But on that path, you have to go through a bunch of platforming challenges, uh, go to different areas, different levels. And um, what I like about this game like, is that I believe this is the case. Like, you, there's different paths to get to the end result. Is, am I correct? Um, I don't. What do you mean? Like branching paths? Like different? Yeah, there's like different locations to go to depending on like if you fail a certain jump. Because, for example, I failed the jump and I went into the catacombs straight away. Oh, huh. I didn't know that, actually. Uh, I don't know. I can't confirm that, but that's what it seemed like. Huh. But, Interesting. Uh, I, I've been loving the enemy variety. Uh, the platforming is, is challenging, but it's not too tough. And something I love in platformers nowadays is that there's uh, checkpoints. And the checkpoints oh, yeah. are super fair in the messenger. And, uh, yeah, I don't have to go to the very start of the level again because I've lost uh, so many lives, right? Um, right? There's a lot of inside jokes that are funny. And, um, yeah, the bosses are well-crafted. They're... Uh, expertly designed and uh, i've been enjoying my time with the messenger so far and definitely gonna finish it and uh have you made it to the twist in the game <clears throat> not yet not yet it's only been eight do you, bits know, so do, far. do you oh okay but do you want to spoil it i mean it's been out for like a year so. oh yeah it's gonna switch to 16 bit at some point i'm looking forward yeah to, to so you that. you basically time travel in the game uh and cool. you go to the i think that's how it works yeah you go to the future and so it makes sense that it's now 16-bit and the music changes. Oh, man. Yeah, that's one of yeah. the great games 
uh, of the past couple of years that I feel like doesn't get enough credit. No, it um, definitely doesn't. It's, it's, yeah. it's very well made. All right, Chris, rapid fire here for your last yep. couple games you wanted to touch sure. on. Sorry for going for playing all these games, but you know I've played like one or two hours of each of them, so right. <laughs> it just depends on the mood of the day. Um, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Uh, I played this on Xbox Game Pass Two, and uh, unfortunately, um, I've had a bit of a reaction to it, I guess, and not in a good way. Um, I can see that it's a very well made. Um, I I I love the take takes it has on depression and uh, anxiety um like for example there's like uh voices all around your head and it's super immersive and um i, I think that's a really good touch um you definitely need headphones for this game but right um for me it was a bit too triggering for me and i, oh. I had triple dealing of it um i i yeah, I had a bit of anxiety after playing it, so I've decided to just drop it. And it does warn you at the start that if, if you have any triggering um, possibilities uh, from this game, then just don't don't play it, right? It was a bit of a warning Interesting. on the top. So, so... I'm, I'm not playing it anymore. I, I, I played it due to the really cool Hellblade 2 trailer, but like I'm just not... I, I just can't do it. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, what? So, in that regard, do you think it's successful? Then it's very successful. Uh, what it's trying to do, it's it's. I don't have voices in my head, but you know, like that's uh, anxious feeling of like not being the best of what you could be, or you're doubting yourself all the time, and you know, you're yeah, you're you're giving negative um, comments to yourself all the time. You know, it really affected me, and um, yeah, I, I just decided not to play it. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And and especially, you know, with both of us coming from like a creative background and uh, especially in our field specifically where it's so important to be noticed and be the best that you can, plus tied into the the Twitter community, which can be very, you know, quick to judge things that you do, whether you're right or wrong. It's It's a lot. So yeah, I think your take on this is totally fair. And honestly, like, shout out to the developer for yeah being Ninja so Fury. like yeah yeah they, for being so they accurate spoke to, they spoke to an actual uh expert on this field so yeah uh they consulted so, with them and is completely accurate um i also would like to mention the graphics are fucking outstanding oh my god yeah um yeah i guess, I guess one complaint i could bring up is that I, I don't like the puzzle element of the game where you have to find certain um runes within the environment itself i found that kind of frustrating and i had to look up a youtube video just to progress so i don't uh, know it's just something I, I don't particularly like and there's a lot of it in hellblade so uh if you're turned off by that don't play it yeah and and definitely great advice to recommend people to play it with headphones because it's a it's a, the sound is very important yeah. in that game so keep but that if, if you're triggered by any kind of like uh if you're triggered at all by depression or whatever just Stick there. Uh, I don't think this is for you, and I don't think it'd yeah. be good for you to play. Um, all right, Chris. Last game here, and then we'll say goodbye for the week. Sure. Uh, the World Ends of You Final Remix. Um, I previously mentioned this game about five or six months ago, as I played the Android version of the game. And to me, uh, this is a bit of an improvement. Um, you could tell that they've improved the graphics a lot. It kind of um, 
uh, pops out a bit more the art style of the game and I love it um, but to me like, the the touch controls on the Android were a bit troubling because it was such a small screen and you're trying to control this character accurately and it just wasn't working uh, for the Switch version I think it's slightly better and I hope that I can get adjusted to the combat system because I'm, I'm loving the world and the story so far um one little minor complaint as well is that I know that there's Joy-Con controls when you're playing it docked, but when you're playing it handheld, it forces you to play it uh, through touchscreen. I haven't been able to find a way to switch it to Joy-Cons yet, so that was, that was a bit annoying over there. Yeah, that's, I think, one of the big complaints I've heard is just, like, the controls or implementation of the touchscreen, because, like, um, I don't know if you remember... Um, what was that game? The Kid Icarus game on 3DS, yeah. how it came with that. I was about to bring that. that up. Yeah, yeah, how it came with that stand. So, because oh. it, it, were, it just the way the game was designed, like, the, the stand peripheral was there to help you, like, balance out the controller since you're yeah. using the touchscreen so much. So, I almost, I don't know, man. It's just so tough with these older, like, dual screen games that they try to port to Switch. Like, what was that other one? Um, Severed? That was yeah. a dual screen game, and I, and uh, er, but that er, kind of works. Or, well, because it's just a touch screen, right? It's just like um, well, fruit yes. ninja where you're slashing things. And that's true, but the problem is you can only play it in handheld mode. Yeah, you can't pl- you can't play it on the TV. So a lot of these games just like don't translate as well, or they have to like make sacri- sacrifices. Kind of like um, Mario Maker Two. I think the Wii U is perfect for that, just because of the way the system was designed. But you know, with the dual screen, but with the, on the Switch version, it's a little bit more tough. So anyway, yeah, yeah interesting. Um, I have never played that game. That came out on the DS originally, right? World Dance yes. with you. Yes, it did. Um, yeah, people yeah, really like that playing game. It. Because there's a reference to it in Kingdom Hearts 3, and I wanted to play it anyway um, before, so uh, that just made me more interested in in picking this up and checking it out. Right. Um, Cool. So, um, the next couple episodes are going to be a little bit more, like, evergreen, I guess you could call them, uh, where where we'll uh, touch, we'll look back on the year, we'll look back on the decade, and talk about you know our favorite games collectively that sort of thing. Yep. So episode Unless there's a 50, huge story that comes out like the PS5 yeah. getting revealed or something. <laughs> right, of course. Um, so barring any major announcements. Um, so Chris, episode fifty, we're going to be doing. Um, maybe what do you, we should probably wait for Josh on that though. Right? Yeah, I so, think so. Yeah, I realized that like a few minutes after I said earlier. Yeah. So what we were gonna do, or I guess we're still doing this, is we're going to each uh, talk about our top ten favorite games of the decade, and this is all yep. like personal, like not objectively the best games or the most important games, just all our three favorite. You know, each of our three ten favorite games of the past decade. So we'll, we'll do that. And then I definitely want to do a uh, sort of wrapping up 2019 episode for all the great games that came out and maybe not so great games. Um, And then maybe something next week we'll do like a like a little evergreen episode as well, since Josh isn't going to be make it. uh, Josh isn't going to make it. So we'll we'll let you guys know on twitter what we decide we'll come up with something to do for next week but Maybe i definitely the don't news sto- the, the, the biggest news stories of the year perhaps we could do some, something like that something like that yeah something i think that's a good idea something in that realm but i definitely don't want to do a, a, our official episode 50 
No, uh, not without Josh. Without Josh, it's very that'd important be that Josh is horrible. There. Yeah, that'd be yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll figure something out. So just stay tuned. Um, Chris, any final thoughts before we wrap up this week's episode? Um. <sighs> <laughs> what are you ready for a nap <laughs> no, no no i'm all good um basically just check out chapter select uh that'd be awesome and i'm, I'm super excited to start this project with uh my peers and um i know josh is going to be a part of it too actually at some point so uh yeah i'm excited just uh, for the website please check it out at chapterselect.com yeah yeah that's great uh i am really happy you're doing that it's sort of a great outlet to get your thoughts out there and do some stuff maybe that you wouldn't be able to do on other i wouldn't be able to pitch yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so cool um chris where can people find you when you're not on active quest uh you can find me at penwell writes on twitter um and uh that's pretty much it so far just uh look out for the chapter slick stuff and the previous the mentioned project i had uh the interview with series uh like you know interviewing game characters like sora or kratos or something like that i'll probably put on chapter select as well so watch out for that there yeah awesome um again make sure you guys look out for our giveaway stuff on the twitter as well uh, you can follow our show at Active Quest Show on Twitter. You can follow me at uh, Joseph Yaden on Twitter. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I'm like, I'm I'm dying of starvation here. Actually, I haven't right. eaten all day. Oh, sorry, I dude. Need a, I need a, I need some tacos or something. Let's get some pizza um, hut or something. I yeah, pizza. Hut. Ugh, I don't know about that. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, no. What if no, I start no. yawning like you do? <laughs> um, and. In terms of things to look out for uh, project-wise for myself, um, I don't have anything major planned in the wor- uh, you know planned right now. But I do think I'm going to do something uh, The Witcher related for the Netflix show. And depending on what that idea is, you can look forward to that on, on PlayStation Lifestyle. I think just I haven't really gathered my thoughts too much on that because I haven't even you know started watching the show but i just played witcher on switch so i i have the witcher on my mind a lot so right yeah right look out for that. yeah um and then also look out for my giveaway as well on twitter at yeah. joseph yaden of course is that okay uh, if i enter that am i qualified for that i was thinking about that um no i don't know i guess not <laughs> <laughs> no Okay. I, if you, it just it would seem really sketchy, right? It would it be would, like uh, yeah. it would be like Kojima winning the game game of the year at the oh, game awards. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, best director. Which, yeah, that's yeah. fucking that's shady as fuck. Yeah, which by the way, shout out to Sekiro. Sekiro, well deserving of the game of the year, I think. Yeah. Uh, I wish Resident Evil Two would have won, but that's okay. Um, last thing, make sure you leave us nice reviews on uh, iTunes. It really helps out algorithmically. You guys know the spiel. Uh, maybe you can get us into E3. I don't even know if I'm going to E3 next time. I'm just what? it's just so exhausting. I'm thinking about. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I I'm might. going. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going for sure. Like, depend like press or not, I'm going. Uh, so yeah. I hope to see you there, Joseph. Yeah, if you're going, I might go. Because <laughs> I, I would hate to miss out on a chance to meet you. Maybe Josh can show up too. 
Um, cool. All right, so stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Look out for episode 50 where we will discuss our favorite games of the decade, and we appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you for your patience dealing with our sort of uh, absence and technical issues and weird stuff going on. Everything has gone down. Like <laughs> yeah. Everything that could happen has happened. <laughs> right. Traveling, birthdays, sickness, uh, technical issues. So appreciate your guys' patience. Um, Cool. So stay tuned for next week's episode. We love you all, and goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, it wasn't recording. Okay. Oh, no!